Hello. Welcome again to another word of encouragement with me, Pastor Deborah of Agape Love. Love is here's global teaching ministry. I'm in my living room and I am recording on Zoom Pro with a motion video by Pixabay. I'm sitting at a door with the shade down, but really, We are in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. We're in the Garden of Eden. Look around. You've been brought here spiritually. No matter where you are, no matter what age you are, Mm -hmm. you might be working. You might be in prayers or sleeping. Yeah. Don't you just love this motion video? It's going to help us. To understand this word of encouragement for you this week. Now, remember, I don't use a green screen. So you might see my hand just sort of disappear. And you see back there something come. Oh, there's my hand. It's gone. And then you might see things around it. That's my background, my living room coming through. And if you see strange things happening around my hair, it's because I have no green screen. I've tried the homemade ones. Not any good. Big professional ones not enough room in my little space i've had one attached to a chair and it wasn't big enough and i do love just sitting down plugging in my computer and recording it's so much easier than having all that fancy stuff so i may not be as clear as a professional video weird things may happen around me But I hope you won't mind. Just close your eyes if you need to and listen to the words. We're beginning words of encouragement. Number 46 of the year 2022. I'm working through the year. So we'll have at least one for each week. Then I'll begin for the year 20. 23. I'm also trying to finish up another series called the My Dear Spiritual Child Letter. Yeah. And then go on to another one. I've got audiobooks to finish, more series to write. Working on one called The Everlasting Covenant. Yeah. And then I'm going to start one called The Hidden Person of the Soul. You. It might not be quite titled that, but it'll deal with your soul. That part that has mental health issues. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that one. That one we all need to understand. So in this one, the title is, Who Maintains Your Right and Cause? Well, let's pray, and then we'll begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. For your words of encouragement, words of spirit, and life. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher that you have given us to guide us and lead us. So that we may grow and learn about you and about ourselves and about all that's around us in the realm of the spirit and in the realm of the natural. 
Thank you. We appreciate all you do to help us to perceive and then receive and believe it and understand and then apply through your wisdom all that we learn. We thank you for your great sacrifice of yourself, your very own word that was made flesh, that you went to a cross as your lamb of sacrifice for us. We thank you that you found a way to redeem us back from the slave market of the fear of death, of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You found a way to free us from our captivity in the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of ignorance, the kingdom of Satan, the very adversary of you and us. We thank you that you made a way, that you overcame everything of this world, hell, death, and the grave. To bring forth life out of death. Us. Father, we thank you. In the name of Christ Jesus, your son. Who said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Thank you. Father, we're going to start now. Your word of encouragement to them. Number 46. Entitled, Who Maintains Your Right? And cause. It is based on a scripture out of the authorized King James Bible. That's the one Pastor Deborah used. There are other versions. I like this one because there's no commentaries from any denomination, any person. I am dependent on the Holy Spirit to help me. Mm -hmm. Now he'll use everything possible. To help me understand what I cannot understand in religion or the flesh and the natural. His words are words of spirit. They're for my spirit. That's a different realm. And we need help in that realm. So it was based on a writing by King David, the second king of Israel in ancient Egypt. In ancient Israel. And he wrote Psalms 9. And we're going to look at verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a, a praise. Probably was a song that King David was singing to his God. The Lord and King of Israel. King David's King. Psalms 9. 1 through 4, verse number 1. I, King David, will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart, with my whole soul. I will show forth, tell of, speak about, demonstrate all your marvelous works, your deeds, your authority and dominion, your power. Your creation, your love, your salvation. I will do that, Lord, for you. I will praise you in everything that I do. I will give you thanks. Verse number two. I, King David, will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, your nature, your essence. Your power, your love, your authority, your dominion. Oh, Lord, 
Can you do that? Even when you're near death? When your life is not pleasant? Hardly anything to eat? No fresh, clean water? You're filled with sickness and disease? War is coming? You live in fear? Can you still do that? King David had to learn how to do that. He says, oh, Lord, you are the most high and I will sing praises. Sometimes all you can do is quietly within yourself, your spirit, give him thanks. Sometimes it's just for loving you. Knowing that death is near. Knowing that you're being abused. You even give him thanks for creating the ability to disassociate, create multiple personalities. That's your way of escape. He says, I've made a way of escape to help you. That's the skill and the ability, the power of the soul and the spirit to help you when there is no help. He helps you to imagine and hope and dream of better days. Oh, they may not be here on earth. Death may take you. But there are better days for the realm of the spirit for your forever person. Do you give him thanks for that? It's hard, but he said, I will do that. Verse 3. King David says, when my spiritual enemies are spiritually turned back. That means... I got some spiritual enemies, and they're coming after me. Who are they? Oh, they're evil spirits of humans and demons, angels, maybe forces or ancestors. Maybe spiritual ignorance is your enemy. You're deceived or bewitched, and you don't know the truth. Spiritual death, separation from this God that's right there in the center. This God of love, joy, and peace. This God of the heavenly family. This God of creation and Lord of King David. There are spiritual gates that keep you locked in your prison of ignorance and slavery to death. Vexation and torment in the kingdom of de- kingdom of darkness. You're in a spiritual tomb of your soul. That's right. You're in the mucky mud of the flesh that only wants to have pleasure and look out through its eyes. And, ooh, that looks pretty. I want to touch it and taste it, feel it. And I'll use my body. You're a slave to the body's need for pleasure and food and to the soul who desires to be the great I am, to the soul who wants pleasure and desires. Wants to be number one. And it wants to be filled with joy, but not of the spirit realm. Joy, what it can see and feel and touch through its body. You're in a tomb of that. That is an enemy to you. Your enemy is spiritual rebellion called sin. Oh, it easily besets us and it falls on us and our soul does it. And our spirit, until it's freed by Hebrews 4.12, has to follow. It's the tale of the soul, the helpmate. It just goes wherever the soul goes, does and believes whatever the soul believes. Because the spirit lives in a different realm. But until it has different 
light and truth and experiences. It just, and freedom from the soul. Through that Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision. It is stuck in that mess. And it can't learn anything else freely. He says, my spiritual enemies, when they are spiritually turned back away from me, they shall fall and perish at your presence. When God's presence shows up, these enemies fall away into the darkness. Even their eyes disappear. They crawl back sort of into their caves. They don't like God's presence. They don't like his light. They know him. As long as he doesn't come, they rule and reign over us. But King David says, when my enemies fall back away from me, I will give you praise. And I will rejoice in you. Can you do that? Do you, are you even aware you have spiritual enemies that desire you to be their slave? They desire to use you and torture you, have intimate relations with you, live in you, take you as their own, and live their lives through you. Did you know that a spirit is supposed to be here on planet Earth inside of a dirt body? And that's the legal pattern. And inside the spirit of a human was supposed to be the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit was to be a teacher and a guide, give you wisdom and knowledge and gifts to the Spirit. Then the Spirit would release those, uh, send them out through the soul, and then the soul would speak them out through the physical body, or the Spirit would just do it all in the Spirit. Well, that was the pattern. Well, when we lost that as human beings back in the garden through some relatives, the first ones named woman and Adam, the other guys from the other spiritual kingdom of darkness and ignorance of Satan's nature, they saw the pattern. So they go, okay, to make us legal and to live out our desires and our laws through humanity like this uh, like this god wanted to do we got to be in your spirit we have to be speaking to your spirit we must control your spirit your spirit must obey us we must set up our throne room our city be the ruling power within your spirit then we'll force your spirit to get the soul of you your mental part to be our helpmate, our slave. And they, through the soul, these demonic spirits, will rule, speak. So when you see lies and deceptions, that's coming from the spirit, coming from the ruler of the spirit, these spiritual enemies that King David is talking about. That's right. And he says, yet, When they retreat from me and they fall and perish, I will rejoice because I will know your presence is there. Verse four, for you, O Lord, King David says, have spiritually held up my spiritual right. 
and my spiritual cause. You, O Lord, sit in your throne judging me righteously by your righteous judgment. King David says, you, Lord, nobody else. You judge me. You look at me, my spirit. You judge the situation within me and judge it righteously. And I know you will. And I know you will look with your eyes of love and you will see what's there. You will see if you are sitting on the throne of my spirit or is the other guy named Satan, the very adversary of God who comes with bewitchment and lies through sin, who inhabits my spirit and makes me a slave to him and my soul a servant to him and my physical body. King David is saying, I will judge. King David is saying, I will praise you and give you thanks. When you make these enemies spiritually of my spirit and me, of my soul, to flee back, to be turned back, to fall and perish at your presence. When God's words come in, the enemy creeps back into his darkness. But until more of God's power comes and words are decreed and spoken to cast them out, bind them up, they stay. But it is war inside of each individual. Some of us didn't have many. I had some, and God took care of that when he put his presence in my spirit, laid me out in a crystal river, washed me and cleansed me with his glory and power to do his work. Others, he uses that deliverance work, that turning back the enemy as a sign of his authority here on earth and his power and presence. It's one of the ministries. It's called deliverance. Uh, One religion calls it exorcism. It's a ministry of healing. It's a ministry of warriors and victory. And it's a ministry of God's presence on earth, helping us, helping nature. You know, these enemy spiritual things can get in trees and animals and water, sky and weather. As God says, all of nature, all of weather, the whole earth, all the solar systems, they're mine. I created them. I have ownership by right of creation. And this other guy named Satan, he wants to be the owner, but he's not. But we have to take care of him. So David is saying, when your presence comes on the scene and your power and authority speaks out, shines out, applies its pressure to these enemies of mine, they will creep back into the darkness. They will leave me for a season. And then they will try to come back into me. They'll bring more than what was cast out. They will work through people, circumstances, pressure, pressure, pressure. They'll work through your families. Oh, but many of you don't believe. Many of you don't believe in these things. 
these evil spirits. You don't believe in spiritual ignorance. You don't believe in spiritual death. You don't believe in spiritual tombs of the soul or even the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes. You're trying to figure out why people look at another person and desire to have sex with them. You don't understand. You might think it's a crime. You don't understand. Some people don't even understand hearing God's voice. They think you're mentally ill. You're hearing voices. You need medication. They don't understand near-death experiences of the spirit. They don't even understand heaven or God. And yet they're trying to heal you. We need to have a partnership in that area. They don't understand sin. They don't understand because this God is not a part of their government, their businesses, their families. They don't want to be judged. They want to do whatever they want to do and have whatever they want to have and just have fun and pleasure and be entertained. So my question to you is, who judges you in righteousness and will hold up your cause? Help you be free and protect you. King David said it was his Lord and God of the Bible. This most high God and his presence. Do you have that in your life? Will he uphold your right and your cause? Will you allow him to judge you righteously? In the spirit. Will you allow him to judge your soul and even your physical body? Will you allow him to be your righteous judge over you and all your thoughts your actions, and your deeds. Will you allow him to step into your life? He's not here to hurt you. He's here to turn back your spiritual enemies so they will fall at his presence. You are but a baby and a prey. You're a pawn in Satan's hands. God's trying to help you. King David saw that. And he was giving him thanks and praise. So my question to you today in this word of encouragement is who maintains your right and cause? Is it the God of King David? Is it your government? The flag that everybody swears an oath and a vow to? Is it your family? Is it your culture, your ancestors? Is it those forces? Is it Satan himself? Some do, you know that. So who maintains your right? Who helps you when you're under attack? Being vexed and tormented. Who helps you when you die? Where do you go? How do you get there? How when you're carrying a conscience of guilt? And shame for some. Who helps you to judge that and lift that off of you? Who does your battles for you against the enemy in your dreams and the world? So that's my question to you. Your word of encouragement. Who maintains your right and cause? The Lord God of King David of Israel or some other God? Or another king. Maybe a government. Maybe yourself. Maybe you 
rely on lies and the media and all kinds of other people that have surrounded you. Don't know. Maybe it's religion. Maybe it's a prophet. Don't know. But you ask yourself. And then God will answer you. Then, if you want his help, he's there to help you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word of encouragement from King David. Thank you, King David, for always lifting up this God and seeking him for help. Thank you for showing us your life. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us through King David and the relationship he had with the great I am. We thank you for asking this question, teaching us that we have enemies. And it's only by your presence that you will support us. You will fight our causes for us. You will hold us up in righteousness if we turn to you. And that you become our Lord and King as you were for King David. Father, help those that are here who do not have you yet as King and Lord and God. And most importantly, as a father, help them to want that from you, that they desire for you to maintain their right and their cause, as you did for King David. Father, be about your work that your cross paid for. Give them a Hebrews 4.12. Give them that spiritual circumcision that they can come out of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the miry clay of the soul, and be birthed anew. And they can live around your presence, in your presence, come to the garden, and upon their earthly death, come to heaven and be with you. Father, be about your work. If they freely choose, to work in partnership with you and to have you maintain their cause and their right as King David did. Thank you, Father. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, we'll see you again next week in another word of encouragement out of the Zoom studios. Yeah, my living room and here in the Garden of Eden. Bye.